What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's Wednesday, November 17th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Where have all the public bathrooms gone? Going through the pandemic and seeing the closures of bars, restaurants, and other public spaces, it laid bare how very few places there are for a person to relieve themselves. It was a trend that was definitely happening before the pandemic with many places being closed or just neglected, which also gave public restrooms bad reputations. According to a public toilet index, the U.S. only has eight toilets per 100,000 people overall. Elizabeth Yuko, contributor to Bloomberg City Lab, joins us for what to know about the lack of public bathrooms. Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. wanted to talk about public bathrooms. We've seen them; their presence really decline in the United States, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to even name one off the top of my head and say, oh, there's one right here kind of thing. One of the things that happened throughout the pandemic as restaurants and bars and even retail spots closed down, everybody kind of noticed there was far less opportunities and places to go. And uh, it's, it, you know, really kind of a problem throughout the country, right? That we see the effects of it, you know, where homeless people urinate on the street, things like that. You know, people have difficulties. We heard stories about Uber and Amazon drivers having to go in bottles because there was nowhere to go throughout the pandemic. It's an issue that the country has, this lack of public bathrooms. So, Elizabeth, you looked into it. Tell us a little bit more about what we're seeing. I mean, as you mentioned, there has been a noticeable lack of public restrooms for years now, but the pandemic really put a spotlight on that in terms of human indignity and, you know, having unhoused individuals having to go in buckets with kitty litter, or as you mentioned, the drivers having to urinate in bottles. And I think 
there was this notion that because everyone was at home or a lot of people were at home during the pandemic, that the existence of public restrooms didn't really matter. But what that's not accounting for, aside from essential workers and frontline workers and everybody else who is keeping us moving during the time, it didn't account for the fact that a lot of what we consider to be public restrooms are actually located, as you mentioned, in private commercial establishments. So bars, hotels, department stores, restaurants, that type of thing, coffee shops is a huge one, fast food restaurants. So places that people normally count on to use the restroom were not available. And one time in particular that this was very evident was summer of 2020, when there were the widespread protests against the murder of George Floyd. And thousands of people were flooding into major cities and had nowhere to go to the restroom. So you had public urination complaints up in major cities. You had businesses that were closed, but posted on social media, hey, if you need a restroom, we're open, just the public service. Plus, the, you know, the fact that we've been told to wash our hands, I mean, our entire lives, but that was such, especially <laughs> right. in the beginning, such a major component of COVID prevention that when you're out and about and realize you don't have the opportunities to wash your hands with soap and water, you notice that they're missing. Definitely. Yeah, it's a public health issue at that point. There's an interesting thing. There's a thing called the Public Toilet Index. And in August 2021, we got some numbers. So in the United States, we only have eight toilets per 100,000 people overall. And uh, in the article you mentioned, it's tied with Botswana. Iceland leads these rankings with 56 per 100,000 residents. So very, very few numbers for the amount of people that we have in the States. And so the question is, how did we end up with so few opportunities and locations to go? And you did kind of a dive into the history of how things started. And you mentioned the, you know, the department stores and how there was very few true public restrooms throughout the country. Yeah, absolutely. And it was interesting, but also disheartening to see the parallels between what was going on 100 plus years ago and the conversations we're still having and challenges we're still having today. And one of them, yeah, as you mentioned, was the shift from thinking that the government should be responsible for providing facilities like public restrooms to more of a consumer model of privacy, which is a term that Peter Baldwin, a historian at uh, University of Connecticut, coined. And yeah, in that case, there were the wealthier upper class women who initially had campaigned for public restrooms and either were part of the progressive movement in general or part of the temperance movement. And they saw public restrooms as a way to decrease alcohol usage in, in men, particularly because if a you, man was you in didn't public have to show up and at the bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he needed to use a restroom. It was the bar or the alley. And when he was in the bar, might as well go to shot in a beer. So <laughs> that was kind of part of their campaign. But after prohibition and after a lot of these public restrooms or comfort stations were built, they realized, oh, everybody's using them, which is what we wanted. But also what we want more is nicer things for ourselves. So that's when hotels and theaters and department stores became known restroom locations. And even though they were technically open to the public, there were ways around 
that policy, like the bargain basements in department stores. So the hope in that case was that the less wealthy customers would go straight to the bargain basement and use the toilet down there and shop their deals and not disturb the wealthier customers upstairs. So that was kind of the beginning of the end of public restrooms. It wasn't that linear because there were spikes in the construction of public restrooms during the 1930s, during the New Deal projects like the Works Progress Administration and the CCC. And those were primarily public toilets built in rural areas or parks. And then in the 1950s, once the highway system started getting going and created, there were the highway rest stops. But that really was one of the last major implementations of public restrooms. And so since then, you've seen a lot of closing and not really any opening. And part of the problem is they're expensive to build. They're hard to maintain. You know, we've seen some of these public restrooms and, you know, they're just in really bad conditions. They've gotten bad reputations for places where people use drugs and things like that. So it's tough to kind of overcome all that. But where are we now? Because you did mention uh, a couple of Examples, I think uh, the Portland Loo was one of them. And there are some cities that are adding these types of facilities in their localities there. Yes, definitely. I spoke with Stephen Soifer from the American Restroom Association as I was writing this article and kind of asked him, what are your top picks for cities that are, are making progress in this area? And Portland was far and away the head of the pack for this. Yes, they have the Portland Loo, which they designed specifically for Portland, but is being used in cities across the country like Denver, San Antonio, Texas, Cincinnati, Ohio, and probably in other places soon to come. And these are self-contained kind of toilet pods that are designed so they're difficult to vandalize and easy to clean. And yeah, so those or versions of those might be the wave of public restrooms of the future because, you know, instead of building an entire dedicated structure like a comfort station, you just have this pre right. prefab toilet <laughs> that you, you know stick there and people can use. But I mean, it's definitely an issue, as you mentioned, people started noticing it more throughout the pandemic as there were so many closures and really the limited amounts of places you could go. And I know this sounds like an issue for people that uh, are unhoused, all that stuff, but it really is an issue for everybody. I mean, just to think of that, you know, any time that you're running around and it's like, oh, now I have to find a restaurant or have to go find something, you know, when we should be having these places in our cities. But just an interesting look at uh, kind of the fall of these and I know there's some examples of them popping back up. Who knows if they will take off? Elizabeth Yuko, contributor to Bloomberg City Lab. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.